Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now let's go to this week's message. Amen. Good morning. We're so glad you're here today. Hopefully you were able to see the first two parts of a real look at the real Christmas. If not, you can always go to our website and check it out. But the first Sunday, two weeks ago, Pastor Terry did the Santa Claus. Um, And that was living a changed life, putting off the old and putting on the new. Something we can do. And then last week was Elf. Remember, Elf, believe in the joy, hope, and miracle of Christmas. Who was acting like Buddy this past week? Anybody remember the joy of Christmas? Yes, right? Don't be a what? A fun crusher. Right, right, right. So you know what? They told you already about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Please be here uh, if you can at all. It's going to be full, so we want you to come early. We always love our Christmas Eve with our kids, and our parents uh, bring the kids from the school as well. It's just going to be a great time. But I have a question for you this morning. First of all, I want to say thank you um, for Pastor Terry allowing me to be in this pulpit. You know, I don't take that lightly, and I appreciate the opportunity to share the word that God has given me for today, for this series. Um, and, And I have a question for you. What is it? You noticed your notes today were blank. I wanted you to write whatever it is that God is saying to you. What, what is it? What's your dream for your life, for your marriage, for your kids, for your job, for your future, for your retirement, for whatever? What, what is your dream? Or what was it? Because sometimes we just forget about it and we think that it's not really going to happen. Or we lost our dream because it's too difficult and it doesn't seem to be happening. Maybe you think you're too old. Maybe you think you're not educated enough. Maybe you think you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe it could have happened, but it didn't happen. Maybe there's been too many obstacles. Maybe there's been illness or sickness in the way. Things are not turning out the way that you thought. Especially during this time of Christmas, our emotions are running high. If we've lost loved ones, if things are are difficult in our families, you know, there's a lot going on. The last thing you're thinking about is your dream. But today's movie is called The Preacher's Wife. I think that's why he asked me to do it, because I'm the preacher's wife. But anybody seen that movie, The Preacher's Wife? Yeah? Uh, It was based on an older movie called The Bishop's Wife, But um, it's a pretty cool movie. Now, remember, these movies are not theologically based. So there's some things in this movie that you're going to go, what? Okay, just throw that out. Just take the good parts. Um, Like the angel, you know, he said he was not, he was a person becomes an angel. But we know that's not true. So just use your Bible brain when you watch these kind of movies. So Henry is a preacher. And he had big dreams for his inner city church. He grew up in that same neighborhood. He married his childhood sweetheart. He met her in, middle, in uh, grade school. He, he, he married her. Her father had the church. He passed away. And then Henry takes over the church. And the movie opens with him sitting on the stage of the church with his head down and the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's weary 
And he, he's beginning to lose hope. He feels like everything he does doesn't make a difference. He thinks that everything is not working. Everything's falling apart. His church is actually falling apart. The boiler scene, remember that? The bo everything's falling apart. The church is old. It's falling apart. Membership is down. He's having problems in his marriage. He's working tirelessly in the community, trying to get the youth center to be uh, uh, profitable or for the kids, you know, even his wife. And the church can see it. And they try to help. Watch this. But God knows. God knows! God is that little voice inside that says, don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give up. Be gone, temptation. He knows you're tired. That's why he says, lean on me. you're tempted. <laughs> That's why he says, grab onto me and together we will rise above. Amen. Don't you love it? Go and watch the movie. It's really a fun movie. But you know he's feeling defeated and he's believing that lie that he was useless, that he wasn't making a difference. Sometimes discouragement feels like defeat. Let that sink in. Sometimes discouragement feels like defeat, but it's not defeat. We're not defeated. If you know Jesus Christ, he said, you're an overcomer. We are not defeated. You know, recently, uh, this past week, I guess, if some of you read the news, uh, read the scrolling on the news, or maybe watch the news, you heard of this very influential guy named Twitch. He, that was his dance name, Stephen Boss. Uh, very successful millionaire. He was actually on the Ellen DeGeneres show after he uh, was on that dancing um, show and all that. Very, very successful. Married, had three kids, seemed to light up the room whenever he walked in. But he was going through some stuff, and he never really talked about it, and he wound up killing himself. Despair defeated but really he wasn't defeated and to me to get to that place where you think that's the only answer that has got to be so 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 hard and so difficult you know we have celebrate recovery here at the church for hurts habits and hang-ups it's every Monday night at 615 if you're going through something and you need some help please reach out please go to celebrate recovery it's a great thing to help us overcome those things pastor Tim is our freedom and care pastor he has an ear to hear your issues and to help you on the path that you are of recovery please don't go through anything on your own Psalm 42 11 says why this is David. He's saying, why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? I will put my hope in God, and once again, I will praise him, my Savior and my God. Yes. We need to put our hope in God. The world is not going to provide the answers for us. Why did he feel defeated? He didn't think he was doing anything good, and he felt like he couldn't, he couldn't help anyone. Watch this. I don't even know why I bother wearing this. 
not doing anyone any good. And neither am I. Lord, I know you're especially busy this time of year, but I'm just a little tired. If you get a moment, I sure could use some help. He said, I sure could use some help. Well, the good thing is he's reaching out for help, and, and God sends an angel named Dudley, and uh, he doesn't even believe it. He's like, whatever, you're no angel. And then he does little things to show him that he really does care, but, but Henry didn't even recognize it. He didn't even recognize it. And that one theological, non-theological part of the movie was Henry, the angel, really takes a liking to the preacher's wife. Um, and I honestly think that was to show him, show the husband, how uh, much of a jewel and a gem his wife really was, that he better wake up and pay more attention to her. But um, sometimes, you know, we don't recognize who God is using or how he's using them or what he's doing. Um, this, I think this was even before I got saved. I don't know about you. Has anybody seen an angel in your life? Okay. Angels unaware, right? We entertain them. They're, they're, they're not going to, sometimes they have the big wings and they're standing there and they're protecting, but sometimes it looks different. Uh, I was driving my old Volkswagen bug, uh, bug, and this was a long, this was like 30, 40 years ago, I don't know, and it was old then, and uh, it kept, <laughs> it kept cutting out, it kept cutting out, so you know, on the Volkswagen, the engine is in the back of the, of the car, and so I opened it up, my sister and my friend were with me, and we're back there, and we're looking, and I'm shaking the distributor cap, and I'm thinking about what I can do to fix it, and all of a sudden, this voice says, you need help? And we looked, and it was this creepy-looking guy had stopped to help us. Three girls on the side of the road. And I, we were like, oh, my gosh, no, Jesus, help us, please. You know? And then in two seconds, without seeing a car pull up, here comes a, 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 a policeman. We're like, where did, where did he come from? I know that was an angel. He's like, hey, I'm here to help you guys. And the other guy left. So you never know how God is working, what he's doing, who he's using to help you. In Genesis 28 and 15, God said this to Jacob. He said, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day, I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. I want to tell somebody here, you think God forgot. He said, I will never leave you till I finish what I promised that I would do. And then in Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So today's main point for you, if you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this, dare to dream. Or for some of you, dream again. Some of you are like, I never even thought about a dream. dream. Because sometimes we think selfishly that a dream is selfish. But really, that dream comes from God. So dream again. Don't be afraid to dream. Henry had a dream for his church, for his community, for his family, for his marriage. 
But he got so distracted, he got so busy, things were falling apart all around him, and he was going, he was falling into hopelessness, and he was falling into despair, and he stopped focusing on those dreams that God gave him, and he began to get desperate. He was even thinking about selling out that dream of making a difference in the inner city, in the community that he grew up in. Watch this. Henry, look at this. Daycare facilities. We need that. We can sure use that. Senior Citizens Club. Uh, it's much better than ours. What I'm offering you here, Henry. Well, it is. With TV cameras and lighting built right in. Look at that. Is a pulpit to preach to the world. Isn't that beautiful? All you have to say is, I'll do it. That looked like an evil little smile. Well, what he didn't tell Henry, the preacher, was he was secretly wanting to buy the property of the old church so he could put up a uh, state-of-the-art, I mean, a, a community and tennis courts and then um, tell him that, hey, I've got this new place for you in the suburbs. You'll really like it. Even the board of directors, he was on the board, and the other people from his church were like, yeah, we need to do it. We need to do it. We need to do it. He agreed because he was hopeless. And he told his wife, this will solve all of our problems. Look into somebody else, not to God. He said, this is going to solve all of our problems. And she didn't like that idea because he was giving up on their dreams yes. together. Sometimes we try to help God instead of allowing difficulties to strengthen us. Anybody? I'm just going to help God a little bit here. Yeah. But God said, no, I've got this. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. He will establish your plans. So Henry started looking at the wrong things. He was focusing on the things that were falling apart. He was getting really busy and doing, 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 and, and not seeing any fruit. The only fruit he was seeing was failure. And he forgot why he was doing those things. And then he has a little chat with Dudley. Watch. I don't believe this entire situation. No, you don't. That's your trouble right there. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't believe in much of anything anymore, do you, Henry? You don't believe in me. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe you can make a difference anymore. You don't believe you can make a difference anymore. And really, he started believing the lie that he did, couldn't make a difference anymore. Listen, he lost focus of his dream. And you know what? It's hard to be thankful for what's right if you're constantly focusing on what's wrong. It's really hard to see what was going on in his life because he kept focusing on the negative. But then he decided after that little chat, I need to start believing in what God put in my heart, in the dreams that he put in my heart, in, in what I can do and make a difference. He refocused on his dreams. He began to have hope again. He started believing that he really could make a difference. 
there was one of the kids, one of the youth in his church um, that was going through a really rough time and he got accused of something that he didn't do, but nobody believed him because in the past he made a lot of mistakes. And so part of the conversation, uh, Dudley said, well, did you even ask him? Did you even ask him if he was guilty or not? He was being uh, accused and taken to court for that. And finally he asked him, and the young man said, no, I didn't do it, but nobody will believe me. I didn't do it. He said, well, maybe you need to pray. And so the kid prays, and then watch this. Reverend, come here. Come here. Here we go. I appreciate you wanting to help the boy. The young man, Your Honor, helped himself. He shows up every day to his four and a quarter an hour job at Samson Stationery, a job he's held steady for two years, and he goes to school at night. He came to a crossroads a long time ago, Your Honor, and he chose the right path. Now it's up to you to judge not his past, but his future, not his failures, but his dreams, not his imperfections, but his possibilities. Hallelujah. Right? He barged into the courtroom. That wasn't even the court, the court that was in session had nothing to do with this kid that he was trying to help. Four and a quarter an hour, by the way. That was in the 90s. Um, let me repeat what he said. Don't focus on his past, but his future. Not on his failures, but his dreams. Not on his imperfections, but on his possibilities. What about you? What are you focusing on? Don't focus on your past, focus on your future. Don't focus on your failures, focus on your dreams. And don't focus on your imperfections, focus on your possibilities. You know most of the time, what you think are imperfections, nobody else even sees. They're like big magnified things to you and people are like, what are you talking about? Don't focus on that, focus on the possibilities. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Well, God gave you a dream. You don't see it yet, but he is faithful to continue until he completes it in your life. So I'm here to encourage you. Live out your dreams. Live out your dreams. Live the life that God called you to live, the dreams he put in you, not the life that you choose to live. Now that goes against some people's thinking and theology. Well, what do you mean? I should be praying for me and my dreams and what I think I should have, but you want to live the life that you are called to live by God. Amen. We have a free will, but we're to use that free will to choose his will. That's when you know you're in the will of God, when you use your free will to choose the will of God for your life. You're not trying to make that dream bigger. You're not trying to make the stuff happen. You're not trying uh, to make it different. You're not abandoning it altogether. As long as your dream is from God, you will affect people in your life. Why would God give you a dream and it not make a difference in anybody's life? After the conversation with the judge, 
It's the new Henry. He realizes, man, I can be passionate about these dreams that God put in my heart. He's a completely different man. He now has hope, and hope is contagious. He starts to preach. He, you know, uh, the, Joe Hamilton, the guy who was trying to get him the new state-of-the-art church, said, hey, we're going to bring the, the TV station in, and your Christmas Eve service is going to be on TV. You need to give them a script. And so he had a boring script of a sermon. And he started preaching it, and then all of a sudden that passion rose up in him. And he just went off script, and he started going and talking about hope. And, and I can't explain it. Just watch this. Beloved, God never promised us a perfect life. Yes. He's saving that for the hereafter. Oh, no. While we're here on... On this earth, there's some things we just got to work for. Am I right about it? I don't know what to do. It's not following the script. I think he's doing fine. It could be a job. Yeah. Could be a church. Yeah. Could be a community. Yeah. Could be a marriage. Yeah. But the good news is, is that he gave us two secret weapons to help us to succeed. Love. love. Amen. Two secret weapons, hope and love. You know, we don't want to live our life without hope. That's a dark place to be. But he was contagious in that, in that last sermon. In hope, joy, making a difference. He refocused and he believed that dream. And he realized that what God placed in his heart he could accomplish. And he also realized, he said, he started, I don't know if you caught it, he said, some things we need to work for. We're in partnership with God. God doesn't just drop things into our life and we just receive, receive, receive. He's like, no, we're partners. The dream comes from God and we work with him to fulfill it. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. So his dream, his hope was restored. His church, his marriage, his family, all restored. But what about you? We started out me asking you, what is it? What is it? What is your dream? If you've never dreamed before, I want to encourage you to ask God to place a dream in your heart. To affect the people around you. Not selfishly for you, but so that you can be an instrument that he wants to use. Do you need to refocus on your dream? Maybe you let it go. Maybe you thought it's never going to happen. You need to dream again. You need your hope restored. One of the best ways to do that is to pray, to ask God specifically. And prayer doesn't have to be a bunch of thee and thou's and scripture. You just say, God, help. I need your help. I want to dream. I want to dream big. I want to do things so big that I need you in my life to help me accomplish those things so that I can affect the people in my world. So you pray. Sometimes fasting 
will bring clarity to that prayer. And then worship. And we're going to have our quarterly prayer, fast, and night of worship. It's going to be January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Where we, as a church, will pray, we'll fast, and then we break that fast on the Wednesday night for, with a night of worship. And I'm believing that God is going to restore some dreams. I'm believing that God is going to put some new dreams in your heart and in your life. You may feel defeat, but you're not defeated. Have faith in the dream that God put in you. Really, have faith in the God who put the dream in you. That's who we put our faith in. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is powerful. You know, be hope for somebody. People are hopeless these days. They're running around in their life and they have no hope. Be the hope that somebody needs. Be the love that somebody needs. Attract people and explain your hope. Where does your hope come from? Find others who need Jesus. They're all around. They're all around. Give away what you found. You found hope in Jesus. You found peace in Jesus. You found security in Jesus. Give that away to others. Our mission statement, we've already said it today, bringing hope and impacting our community. Everything we do, we want to bring hope and impact our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We want to grow, constantly grow, to be more and more like Jesus. You know, Jesus paid the price. He paid the price with his own life for our eternity. He died so we could live forever in heaven with God. We have a choice. We can change our focus. Do we look at what we see around us or do we look above? Do we look at what God wants to do? Remember, we have a heavenly helper. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and directing us. I want to ask you another question. Why would Jesus die for you? Why would he die for you? Yes, it's for eternity. And I say this in, in, in step one when I teach step one. You know, if it was just to get saved and go to heaven, when we baptize you, we just hold you under and let you go on up to heaven. But he saves us to, to help uh, to give us those dreams and things that will affect the people in our life, that we can from glory to glory be more and more like him, that we can show him that the, the, the gifts and the talents that he put in us will be effective. We have that hope for eternity. And we can leave hopelessness behind. There's no reason to be hopeless. If you're a believer, there's always hope. Put your hope in God. Maybe you're full of hope. That's great. Share it. Share that with someone. But maybe today's the day that you want to find hope, that you've been looking. You didn't know where to look. So I'm here today to tell you that Jesus is here and waiting for you to surrender your life to him, 
so that he can open up a, an amazing world of possibilities to you that you never even thought of or dreamed of. Now you can get the dream from God for what he wants to do in your life. So let's everybody bow our heads, close our eyes. Listen to the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I know there's people here that are maybe searching for that hope. Maybe don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Maybe they've been hopeless, especially during this Christmas season, Lord. But I pray right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, you would tug on the hearts of those that are here today that don't know you, those maybe that are watching at home, that they would come to know you, Father, not only as their Lord and Savior, but as the one who helps to establish the work that you have for each and every one of us. If you're looking for that hope today, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, would you raise up your hand and let me know that you'd like to say a prayer to surrender your life to him right now? Amen. Maybe there's somebody at home. If you want to surrender your life, then you just let the people know in the chat and we'll send you some information. But it's so important to surrender, meaning I don't have any rights anymore. I want to live my life according to the way Jesus wants me to live. The other part of my question is, what is your dream? I'm going to ask you to do something really brave. If you feel like your dream has been squashed, your dream has been hidden, you, you, you've kind of put it in the back burner, you, you, you don't really feel good about that dream, or you need a dream, you've never dreamed, Could, would you stand up if you need me to pray for you for a dream? A dream that maybe you're saying, come on, Lord, I need you to help me. Good. I need you to show me, Father, what do you want me to do? what you want me to do, how you want me to do it, when you want me to do it, what gifts and talents have you put in me so that I can shine my light that you've given me so that I can make a difference. So I'm going to just assume that everybody that's sitting, you are solid in your dreams. You are solid in you know what God has got for you. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just saying solid in that dream. Well, then go and live that dream. And make sure that you lift up Jesus. Make sure that you bring others to, to know who, who he is. This time of year, people are more open to hear the word of God, to be, to be open to hear about Jesus. Be an inviter. Be a bringer. Father, I pray for these brave ones that have stood today saying, help me with my dream. I either lost my dream or I need my dream. I need to refocus. Whatever that is, Father, I pray right now, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would ignite that dream in them. And they would understand from the, before the foundation of the earth that you created them for this thing. And so I thank you. They feel equipped because you're equipping them. They know without a shadow of a doubt, whatever it is that dream is, Lord God, they are fulfilled in you and you are showing them what and how to do it. They make a difference in their world and people come to know Christ because of them. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody gives God glory by saying... 
Amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to help you continue that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com forward slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and make disciples. 